Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I have, to, I have to be honest, and, you know, Chris, football is about people, you know. Football is about the supporters, you know. I always I always demand the best from my, from my ability and uh, from my desire to give the best. I mean... Truly from the heart, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I have to say, I never I never come to even for a training session, which I'm not prepared to, to perform, okay? Yeah. I mean, I remember to see people going around the ground to see me warm up. I received letters from some ladies, to be honest with you at the time, just saying, we changed our season ticket just to see you going to warm up, you know, like, <laughs> all the matches. You know, your 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 color skin and you know like strong build and I you know athleticism, blah blah blah. And I said thank you very much, I appreciate that. <laughs> Hello everyone, I'm Chris Wynn. Welcome to the Rob Four podcast in association with the Sunland Community Soup Kitchen. And once again we have something a little bit special. Today we're talking to a classy central defender who played for Sunderland during probably our most successful period in recent history. We are privileged to be speaking to Emerson Tom. Hello, Emerson. Hello, guys. Um, it's a privilege to to be online with you, Chris, and to, to get the, my voice across to the whole Rocket supporters, to all Sunderland, the lads. We the lads. I believe you're, you're speaking to us from Portugal at the minute. I mean, how are you keeping and how are things over there? Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing well. Thank you very much for asking. The, uh, I'm living up to the north uh, at base and uh, a small place around Porto. And actually, I'm, keep, I'm, I'm, keeping, I'm keeping well. Family, you know, good, growing. We get an older, as, <laughs> as everyone. But, you know, still very, very passionate to involve uh, on the game. And since I left, I left the football, I've been involved with scouting uh, for a couple of years now. I have worked for a long spell with Everton uh, for seven years. I have done three seasons, more or less, for West Ham. And now, uh, for the past four and a half seasons, I've been working for the Red Bull Group. I'm carrying on the responsibility for international scouts in Portugal, Brazil, and parts of Europe as well, uh, which has been um, a great journey. And uh, the most important thing, keep the brain going, keep the brain quick and agile, uh, and with we most likely with the football. Mm. Uh, and that's, you know, that's, that's all, to be fair. Yeah, well, I, I can't because I want to come back to your current role because I'm absolutely fascinated to hear about what work goes into that. But I, I actually just want to kind of go back to your roots to begin with because um, obviously you were born in Brazil in the early seventies, yeah, 
And when you think Brazil in early 1970s, you think about that fantastic Brazilian team that incredibly didn't didn't kind of win anything. But I imagine kind of most kids in Brazil at that time, they wanted to be like Pelé or the other great forward players of, of that time. So, I mean, what, what was it like kind of growing up in Brazil in general at that time and actually coming through as a defender as well as you grew up? Yeah, Chris, you know, I'm not going to lie. The Brazilian, the Brazilian mentality is about technical skills, fantasy, creativity, unpredictability, so-and-so. Okay, I can name a lot of adjectives about what are you expecting from the Brazilians, especially when you go back that far. You know, you're talking about the greatest footballers in the world, still probably Pelé. Of course, we're growing with that fantasy in the brain. Uh, where uh, I was a big fan of, you know, my hometown club, Sport Club International Porto Alegre, mm. which is one of the biggest clubs in South Brazil alongside Grêmio, okay? There's a furious, furious derby between them two uh, down there in the South. Probably one of the, I'm not saying the most crowded, but one of the most fearless derby back in Brazil. <laughs> and we grow with that mentality. But as I've never been a special technical talent player, and when I grow... I was like the kind of like fearless personality which like to play with the big boys. Uh, my way to put myself across with, with my ability to, to defend probably, maybe my ability to be aggressive. And as people know me in Sunderland, I'm quite outspoken person. I like to put my opinion across. And I could say I had some kind of leadership in the pitch as well. And uh, this is probably was the way I could, you know, put myself across on my on my young age. Difficult time. Get a lot, a lot of slaps <laughs> from the old from the old boys when you get tackled, get like get stuck in some in some tackles. But you know, this is part of the business, and that's made us grow a lot. But of course, yeah, uh, I'm beginning in a small club, uh, second division club there nearby home as a defensive midfielder. But when I move into towers to to go on trial to international was a bunch of kids kind of like on a day, 700 kids early, like 8.30 in the morning starting. And the best one, they go on a trial, they trimming the whole line to finish up with two teams at the end of the day, like six o'clock afternoon. They split that boys in 30 minutes game, quick 30 minutes along Five pitches, Chris. Different coaches here and there. Then trimming, trimming, trimming. Bring the best, making different teams. Blah 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 blah. And I hung in till the end. And I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, on the, that first day, they picking two boys to move to trial <laughs> with the you know with the academy team of the under 13 of International Porto Alegre. And luckily enough, I was one of those kids, and I was playing as a centre back. You know why that? Because when I can imagine a bunch of kids, the manager's calling, who is the winger? Everyone hands their hand in the air. Who is the midfielder? Blah, blah, blah. Right midfielder, left midfielder, <laughs> center midfielder, blah, and go so and so. Then I find myself center backs and I say, okay, I'm center back. Fuck that. Center back. Then I stand, hand my hand in the air. Okay, then, then they pick me. I was the first pick in the day. The first two teams I was picked. And then I'm staying. My team was always winning. I barely mind. Uh, to say, but I don't think the teams I played have conceded many goals because 30 minutes games are, you know, 
quick flashing. They just would probably size, athleticism, some ability to defend, some ability to pass, someone's ability to dribble or whatever. And they have to dream because it's too many boys to choose from. And some, and I have to say, it must be so much unfairness to that situation. And you can see so much emotion as well. Some kids come from long way traveling across the, the states and some other states as well to trial and go like with the frustration to not have a time to prove themselves. Uh, I don't know. I think this is, is, is a natural circumstance in life. Sometimes you're in the right place in the right time. I could say that, or maybe you're in the wrong place on the, on the wrong time. I don't know. Uh, thankfully, God, I was the one which someone put an iron on and say, okay, kiddo, you have the chance. I'm going to bring you forward. And um, the most funny thing, Chris, is um, the guy which is responsible is our old man, which ended up like so picking the, the two boys. On the two teams, they, they asked him for a couple more to come after, after two, three days to have another look. But myself and the other boy going straight he says you two on wednesday that was a monday he says on wednesday i want you two here two o'clock afternoon then we come back then you go straight to that to the trial with the you know the, the academy team and they call to the the manager for the for the young team he says look this is emerson and this is anderson it's a funny because emerson and anderson the other boy the other boy was a defensive midfielder the position i wants to play and I was playing a center back. He says, the guy, the manager called Edgar. He says, Edgar, look, those two kids are the ones I told you. They're going to come to your team. And I don't give you two weeks a month. They are starting 11 your team. And the guy says, you sure about that? And they look at us. They says, you sure, boys? You're capable for handling. We look at each other. Me and the other boys say, you have to say yes. Yeah, because you're not going to, you know, you're not going to shit ourselves. You have to say yes. <laughs> But you know the good the, the good banter is funny. We ended up like to be like good friends, towers to go like at a professional level together, and uh, and we after after two three weeks or whatever we are playing together in, in the first team, you know, and was brilliant. I mean that's just something to mention from the beginning of my career. You know, I moved to the ranks of international Porto Alegre. I played up to the ranks to get to the senior level. I had a chance to play professionally for them. Then I got like an injury on my knee. Brazil is a big crazy country. Managers going out in and out like, like easy. They change like a manager, like they change a shirt. <laughs> and in um, the meantime, like on the three months, I got like the progress on my injury. The guy who took me for the, for the young level to the senior left the club. The big club stands usually to bring big names foreigners or even from different states in Brazil and that's what happened to, to International. The guy who coming in just said, look, he gave my chance. Then he says, I think I want more experience and blah, 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 blah. He wants to send me on loan. Then they said, um, okay. Then an agent offered me the chance to, to come to Portugal. Then I said, okay, I, I'm, I'm interesting. Then a lot of things going about. On the process, I, I ended up like saying, I'm not going alone. I think the chance to go to Portugal is the one I could not, you know, deny. I'm young. I don't know if you're going to have another chance in my career and I want to go. The chairman saying to me, look, but you're going alone and you're going to trial first. Then you're going to go alone. I said, fine, I don't care. was a mess back home. Mom, you know, crying, dad not prepared to let me go and no, even for a different state far away from home, can imagine for, you know, cross the Atlantic to the other side, to Europe. 
but um, you know, I took I took I took the chance. Um, I made the most. I came to a football club called Academica in Coimbra. Stayed there. Didn't get much chance to play really in the first season because documents. I was a foreigner and so and so. I moved from different club up to the north. Following season, coach Sensi, which was down to the first division to second division at the time. Um, the manager knows me. He told me he has watched me two or three times playing for like the reserves. He liked me. He wants to, to take a chance on me. He just asked me for, for my prof- professionalism and my attitude because what they show when they see me was enough to prove I have ability. For me, it was like out of the blue that chance. The club, Academica, wants to keep me, but the agent looked for the profit and so and so. They bring me to the team because at the same time, he bring myself and another two players and they put in and that, that looked too sensitive. And, that, and to be honest, Chris, things worked pretty well for us because um, we managed to end up like winning the second division. Okay, we are champion of the second division. We are the best defense on the league. And I've been the, one of the best, I've been in the, starting 11 on the season, which made me a lot of clubs interesting to move. Guimarães, Maritimo, bigger clubs in the first division. But that agent, accomplished with the manager, managed to keep that nucleo, the nucleo together and make me stay. Uh, I lost, I'm not going to lie, uh, financially wasn't, it was far the best option for me because the bigger clubs can afford more. But uh, the process was with the manager and the manager pleaded to me to stay, saying if I, if I do stay and if you work well together, I'm not going to move to Guimarães or Maritimo or Belenenses. I'm going to move to Benfica, to Porto, Sporting, which are the big dogs in the country. And uh, as always been like uh, a man of like uh, a personality, I said, okay, I will take the chance with you. You know, you're going to make like a, a strong team. And we have like a fantastic season. We go through the season pretty much like a fourth, fifth position in the league, which is outstanding. At the end of the run, we ended up like, Seven, I think, because we we lost a little bit of the ground. We are not really prepared to go to European League. I think the club itself felt the pressure and you know make the you know everything dropped up a little bit. But but the season made clubs look at me as well because I received the best defender in the league. Okay, I was in the, in the best eleven. In the, I received the best defensive because over here as well it was not because of the most playful centre back. Is because of the number of. Um, interventions, tackles, you know, and the positive uh, uh, situations you have done to defend and to create. And, and when you count in all those pictures together, I came up on the top, like with the big centre-backs like Aloisio and so-and-so, which probably doesn't have as many interventions because they play for the bigger clubs, as you know, Chris. They probably have a more ball possession and defensive situations like I did, like play for a small club. Can you imagine how, much, how many times I have to tackle or, or make like an interception or heads in or ever away from the box or, or from, from the surroundings of the, across the, the defensive line? And there was something I, I, I was very capable to do. I never, I never been the most technical, most brilliant, but, you know, I can play the game, I can play, but I know enough, my attributes never been really recognized because I, oh, I look like probably like a David Luiz as a Brazilian, but... The thing I could say, could say is probably a very reliable, you know, resilient centre-back, which I proved, especially uh, through my career in England when I, I got the fitness on my side. That's why I probably I, I was remembered and respected at Sheffield Wednesday. 
I let my footprint at Chelsea even not playing as, as long as I want. I let my footprint there. Uh, and Sunderland, I had like at least season, season and a half coming to two before I start to get the problems with my knee, which is a, a massive setback. Uh, and and I'm not finding excuses here for, for anything else, but I know I came for Sunderland for a big job and I was delivering the big job. You know, I have the clear picture when it comes to the football club. I, I know exactly what Peter Reed expects from me. I know exactly what the board expects from me and the supporters' expectations. And I don't think when I was capable to deliver, I fell through or let anything disappoint. I'm not going to say I was 100% on the top of my game all the time, because if I say that, I'm going to be lying to you. But like you just mentioned, we're going across probably one of the best period of the football club. And uh, I have to be saying, I'm, I'm pretty glad to be part of it. And I felt really sorry for the football club and for the supporters, mainly. And myself as a football player, when we go through those um, injuries, I have like probably some of the supporters didn't really know what's happened to me at the time. I was forced to play a little bit through injured, play through pain barriers and stuff like that, painkillers and, and injections, which were no good for me. I ended up like, we have no meniscus cartilage on, on, on my right knee, play through, you know, situations which I felt down a little bit for, for the people who need to look after me. But this is something you cannot control really, Chris, is um, something when you are there, you just want to go and play. You want to put yourself on the situations you're going to make yourself happy and play for the fantastic Sunderland supporters. Uh, not going to lie, probably one of the best uh, Football supporters I play for spend uh, a great, great, great days on the state of light. Even when they're traveling away from home, they are fantastic. Uh, we are well supported. Uh, I'm, I'm still, I'm still thinking, I'm still dreaming some days for <laughs> for that experiences. And uh, and this is all about, you know, this is what 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 we're hanging on, you know, like we're hanging in life as well. Just going on that move to England because, um, you know, you moved to, to Sheffield Wednesday and I read that Ron Atkinson saw you play once in a reserve game and signed you straight away. And I, I mentioned before we start recording that you were about 25 years old at the time. And I, I, I live in Sheffield now, but I know it was a very different place, you know, 25 years ago. I mean, did you find that move difficult moving to England? Well, the biggest downside is communication because as you know i'm don't stop talking right now you know i'm keeping talking you know but when we move into a place where you need to prove yourself it's not talking you prove yourself but the talking help you to put yourself across situations and and be diligent be like uh, i'm not calling driving anyone around but communicating you know help a lot because when you play the back, you play in pairings. You know, you the centre backs is probably the most important pair on the football pitch because you have to defend the castle. And if you made a mistake, you only have the guardian, the last guardian, who is the goalie behind us. You know, and uh, we pay a big price for the mistakes and not have that ability to talk and say what my understanding about the game was a big frustration. But uh, moving forward, that is quite true what you say because. Was moving across before Sheffield Wednesday in a different scenarios, and then when he got the chance to come to the Prem, I have not hesitated at all. One minute, don't have much idea how furious, how strong, 
how aggressive the league. I was a natural aggressive player, but that come, you know, at, at the level which I, I have to perform at the, at the top of my awareness, my aggressiveness, my my front foot, my you know, my determinations, the timing on the challenge, and so and so. This is something I wasn't afraid to do. Dino Gris, uh, there's something I prepared to. I was missing games. I was missing some trainings. I was left. I, I wasn't much fit at all. I remember a friendly closed door games against FC Copenhagen, which was the the champion of uh, Denmark. They were in a season uh, winter season camp around Sheffield, and uh, Big Ron don't even talk too much to me at the beginning. He just gave me the chance to you know to, to go to the game. I have a little training session the day before. I move into the game. I was playing a mixed game between the first team and some reserves with Chef Wednesday. And we have a crack. We drew against them 1-1. And then even the guys from Copenhagen were saying, who's this guy? You know, like, well, you know, it's the trial. And then the director of football spoke to my agent trying to find out what I'm doing there and try, you know, offer me a contract. And then Big Ron is, no, is a, you know, an old wolf. <laughs> Mel, you know, he smelled the hand. <laughs> and then he go across, come to me, say, look, son, I like what you did, blah, 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 blah. You have another game tomorrow. I said, another game tomorrow? Hey, I'm going to play a reserve game against Birmingham. I said, but I'm, you know, I, I just say to, to the agent, I'm not kidding. I can't, you know, <laughs> I have I have my, you know, I, as I was here, my nuts, you know, like here. <laughs> but he says, no, I just want to put you in the pitch to show that, you know, you know, a reserve game is going to be some people there I won't see in like a more... You know, English style game. I said, okay, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna leave much, you know. And to be fair, they asked me for my international clearance, which was free already in Portugal. It come to a fax, as you know, you probably know, just faxing through them. I was eligible to play. Then I played, and you know, start the second half. I was like, really like, oh, like cramps everywhere. Like, I'm not gonna say where, but I have to say <laughs> on the top of my hair, and the top of my hair has cramp. <laughs> but you know. Was good because I just I call him off. I said I said to the, to the manager, to the reserve manager, I said, you know, take take you know take me off. I, I, my English go that far off off off. <laughs> <laughs> but you know the good thing he was they take me and then uh, they have a good chat. That the next day, big Ron said to me they're gonna offer me a contract. I was glad, but you know the picture was okay contract. I expect like at least Chris. The last of the season, like was like three, three and a half months, something kind of like, and like a year. And he says, "No, I give to the end of the season to you to prove to me you can stay here." I said, "Come on, three months. You have the team already setting in. You have the players going to the second end of the season. You know, we go to like the, the second third of the season. I will. I won't do nothing. I will." I said, "I said to my agent, look, my agent come to me says Copenhagen was offering to me two season and a half." And I said, I said, give him more money than Chef Wednesday because Chef Wednesday go like he's skinting me with like a lower basic and then like plus some wages for appearance money and stuff like that. Mm. And then I said, no, I'm not taking that. And Big Run like, why not? Like, see my, my no, no, we don't go for that. He said, why not? Like, you know, tough old mentality, old fashioned manager. Then he says to me, but you play, he said to me. I'm going to make you play. And I said, yeah, but three months how many games left was like not eight nine games Chris. i think it's nine then he says but i take you are you i use you you're gonna be you know you're gonna be important i said 
Then he, then he, then he straight the hand, Chris, like that. And, you know, across to me said, we are a man or not? I said, I don't really understand that. And then my agent says, he asked me if you, you know, in Portuguese, to a woman, yeah? you are a man. Will you fear the challenge? Kind of like that. I said, no, I'm a man. And he proved to me, shake my hand. <laughs> and I did it. And to be fair, Chris, I was in the bench the weekend. I was already in the bench against Arsenal in London. I didn't come on. We lost lost one year. Chef Wins was in a relegation battle at the time, big time. I played as defensive midfielder because Peter Atterton, our captain, got uh, suspended. I played against Burnsley. We, I did, I, I did pretty well because on, on, on Chef Wednesday Standard, I think is the newspaper. I, I got man of the match, and uh, the following weekend, I think okay, Peter was coming, and I'm gonna, you know, put in the bench. We lost the game. Uh, the manager says, "You're gonna play. You're gonna play in the same position you play." And then he put Peter in the bench. I said, "No." You know, the captain, like, no, it's not, it's not looking good. I know Peter was like for me, you know, like, it's just like, oof, I'm not happy. And then, to be honest, uh, I don't know, uh, there's something happened there. We have like a, a Macedonian center back, which pulled his hamstring. And then we were in a big discussion with him. He would like to put Peter as a center back because, like, he's a strong defense midfielder, you know, very focused, disciplined. And I was just a newcomer. He just probably doesn't want to risk me at the back. And then I have like a big argument, big convi, you know, conversation, him in office with my agent on the phone, like doing like a, 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 a three guys talking, like shouting all over the place. And I said, just give me a chance. We're going to play West Ham at home. You know, we had, they have like big, big John Hartson. You know, remember John Hartson? Oh, yeah, yeah. Playing the top, West Ham was doing well. They said, look, I'm not decided yet. We go like a, on, the, on the day before the game, do like the practice, you know, like set pieces. And then using me and Peter in a different situation, one a center back and one a defense midfield and switch over. And then on Sunday, Chris, he was going to the going to the to the stadium. You go to Hillsborough, go to the dressing room, church over there, and then he's still not saying. He put all the team, you know, in the board, bah, 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 and left the defense midfield and the right in the back there. And then he says, Look, I'm gonna do something I will regret. He says. I'm going to do something I will probably regret. And Paulo Di Canio was alongside me because Paulo speaks a little bit Spanish, you know, Italian, Spanish. And he was saying to me, Paulo, Paulo, speak to, to the Brazilian. He's not going to understand me. But I tell you what, I'm fully regret. But I have to say, if, if, if I fell through on that one, you never play for me again or you play wherever I told you to play. Like that, straight in the face, please, like that. I, I'm, and Paulo tell me. And then he looked at me and then Paulo said to me, what do you say? And I said, Thank you. I will prove you wrong. And I play center back. We beat Western when you I was the man of the match. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when did the story? At the end of the game, he comes to me, give him a big hug, and then he says, Look, cannot say much. You know, like explain me how delighted you are. Big win at home, ground full, blah, 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 blah. And then everyone's happy. We play one or two games more. We did really well. We drew, we lost, and then we, we won. And then we go for like three last three games. Next game, Everton away. <laughs> that game at Goodison, they have like big dunk in front. And they have like, what's the big guy? Uh, Kevin Campbell, big Kev. Yeah. You know, big, strong team. Alan Stubbs in the back. Yeah. The other uh, Scottish boy as well in the back. Veer, David yeah, Veer. David Veer. David yeah. Veer. 
big team, strong, athletic, physical team. We went there, Chris. A massive bro. I have like one or two big bro with big dunk mm. because big dunk like to grab you and I don't let him. Massive. You won't, you won't smash me in the pitch two or three times. <laughs> and then at the end of the day, we beat them 3-1. Massive parts in the dressing room. You get, you know, you get sorted out for the season. <laughs> then Everton wasn't, isn't, you know, down there with Bolton Palace and somebody else. But for us, was the end of the story. You managed to stay, which is brilliant. Chef Wednesday gave me three years contract on the top of that. Start the next season fantastically. Left the club. I don't know why. Danny Wilson come. You have a very good season. I think you finish middle of the table. At, the, at December, my agent was calling me from Tottenham. Tottenham was one willing to buy me. Then Sheffield is not willing to let me go. Uh, then fine. Arsenal still start sniffing around. Then Chelsea come. You know, Chelsea come big time. Really wants me to move on to there. Gustavo Poirier has chat with me on the phone saying Viali are very keen, blah, 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 blah. But never happened because crazy enough, crazy enough, Chelsea offered 4.5 at the time, plus Michael Jubery and Lohan. And Sheffield Wednesday say, no, we want 6 million. And then crazy thing, a player reached like a year, year before in, in three months, coming for a trial, you know. It's amazing. Uh, but didn't happen. Ended up to happen six months after. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday went in the wrong direction. Uh, we fight in relegation when they left. Unfortunately, the club dropped, which is for me one of the biggest pain in my heart because I was not expecting, but something I don't really want to happen. The circumstance to move was pretty understandable. Bigger club come, play Champions League, pay money for Chef Wednesday for me to go. At the time, much less money they actually, they're supposed to gain at the first. About yeah, half the amount. But that's his life, you know, Chris. Yeah. I, I lost money as well. Because can you imagine moving for 4.5 and can and moving for 2.7? Yeah. You know, wage-wise and lost in between there as well. When and then when you move in the middle of this in the middle of the season as well, Chris, to be a squad player for somebody is not the same when you start the season and someone took you, you know, with the fresh money to, yeah. to start the season. But I can't complain. Chelsea was a great venue, exceptional club as well. I really enjoyed period of that. Short period, unfortunately, because when Ranieri comes, the Viali left, then a lot of things going around. Uh, I did uh, I did have the opportunity to move to a couple of clubs in England. I'm not going to start mentioning them here because I could make like the, the supporters of Sunderland a bit upset. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I chose Sunderland because it was the first one to come to me. Is the first one to vote all the prizes to me. And uh, when I come up to the Northeast, I see the potential, I see the desire, and I see a football heart. I'm not come for the money. I'm not lying to you. I remember the time I was the, probably the most expensive buying for the football club at the time. Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't for the money because I was, if it was the money, I'm going to choose another two clubs I'm going to tell you, I could tell you, but I'm not going to mention. <laughs> I went there. The difference was marginal, nothing, nothing big, but... Peter, you know, Mark Blackburn, the people who was in the club at the time, selling the club very well. Peter really made me feel comfortable and important for, for his project. And, uh, and when I dive my head to, to something, I don't like to turn around and I don't like to listen to something else. 
and I give all the first pick for, for Sundom. And uh, at the end of the day, we, we come to agreement, which was very satisfaction moment for me. And um, apart from, you know, the period which, like I just mentioned, the injury, which is the big downside. I have no, not the wrong word whatsoever to say about the football club from down to the kitchen, to the to the training ground guys in the pitch grounds and everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. Love it, love it, uh, love it every bit of something. Yeah. I have, I have to leave because of family reasons more. I moved, I, I left to the other side of the, the, you know, the river. People wasn't really happy. And I, I have some, you know, some words across my ears. <laughs> But again, when you are honest, when you are uh, correct and you are a good behavior, When you are a family man, was which was I was, and I continue to be. People look at you as an example. I never, I never forgot to, to go across, and some of the Georges come to me to say you should, you're supposed to play to us. That the Macans are very, very, very glad to have you play for them, yeah. and that for me are always compliment. You know, always a big compliment. You know. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like you said, when you joined, you know, it was only a few days after signing that you made your debut midweek game in front of nearly 47,000 at the Stadium of Light against West Ham United. They had actually Paolo De Canio, so you knew him and, and they, had, they had Frank Lampard, Davos Suke, yeah, Michael Carrick, Joe Cole, Stuart Pearce, so they didn't have a bad side. I don't know more. if he maybe maybe even real 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 failure. No, no. Uh, no, no. I think he 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 moved on by that point. I think uh, ah, they had uh, Igor Stimak at the back as well. Stimak, yeah, big yeah. Stimak from Derby. Yeah, yeah. So so, uh, but and we uh, ended up drawing one one. Julio Arca scored for for Sunderland, and it was his debut as well. But I mean, because yeah. uh, you know, a full house stadium alike night game debut. Can you remember much about it, or is it all just a blur? Well, I tell you where I tell you where my passion for Sunderland started. I'm not going to lie. I was playing for Sheffield Wednesday. We went to, to play the stadium flight. Okay. And, and the season before I, I left to, to Chelsea, you know, and, and uh, I never saw a pitch with so many supporters wearing the shirt. It was outstanding. It was, it was a shiny day. It was at the end of the season. It was a shine on the top of the stadium light and the roof going down to the grass. And when I see the, the, the white of the shirts with the, the red, and, red and white stripes all over the place was beautiful. I really said, fucking hell. I would love to play for this football club just because of the supporters. What a passion they have for this football club. And the stadium was something, you know, something really beautiful. And I come to Raya when the club was growing, you know, going to the right direction facilities. I'm still training in the, the first season we trained in the old training ground, okay? Mm. Which is also completely picture when you move on for the for the academy, which is outstanding, absolutely beautiful. Mm. I don't see anyone being happy to play for a, a, a huge football club like Sunderland in terms of what they offer for the football players. I know you could complain the weather or whatever you can say, or ever. Even the town nowadays probably is not the most fashionable, okay? But at the end of the day, When you're a football player, you go for the football club. You go for the passion to play the game. And, and there are not much bigger and better place to play for, you know, than the wear side on the city of flight. I have to say that. You know, I love, I love, I love Hillsborough. I love the bridge, you know, got experience. I spent time with again my career with Derby County. Bolton Wonders are outstanding. We had an outstanding season with Bolton. 
We finished eighth with the same points with Fulham and seven. We go to the cup final, the Carling Cup against Middlesbrough where they lost, unfortunately, but the stadium smaller, the Red Bull a bit smaller, but always packaged with about 27, 28, 26, which we, we play really well. It's a very enjoyable, but the size of the, the light, you know, the, the stadium of light and, and to see the people when, when they drove into to the stadium, you know, I come, I have to drive myself from Newcastle as well. It was fucking amazing. Like, you know, so many people going by. I remember some, some nice cracks there. I have like a bunch of lads going like, and the wind said, pissing, freezing, pissing down. <laughs> guys have the pint. And the guy, the guy said, Emo! He starts shouting, you know. <laughs> I was with Julio, the guy. Emo! Julio! The, the, the night, the, the, you know, the mighty, the mighty South Americans. And then one, and one was a bit like, a bit over the top. He said, you cannot imagine. A win from, from the max today is going to be better than have my missus tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I say, listen, Paul, ever say that in front of her, ever, ever, mate. Just please don't, you know, don't say that. <laughs> and Julio, Julio, Julio say, what are you saying? What are you saying? Like, what are you saying? Then I, 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 I close the window and say, Julio, he's saying that, 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 that. And Julio was fucking crying. Like he said, I can't believe he said that. <laughs> Like, I said to say, in that kind of you know image is still in my brain. You know, I couldn't, I couldn't forget really those you know those those images and 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 few other more. I mean, I have like talking all day all day long too. If you can you know talking about those good and some bad ones as well, because when 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 the place start to crack, you know, um, it's always a frustration of being being in the downside when the team start to, to fight for the life. I mean, the first season was the first season was outstanding. We are just a nail to be in European League. You know, mm-hmm. uh, we we fell through because Big Nile got like that injured. We are without numbers. I know Danny Dikio has done his best. Um, even Hutch plays some games up, up there as well. But you know, Big Nile is unreplaceable. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, is presence up there, you know, um, it's not need to run anymore. It's not even, it's not the, the, the matter of running, Chris. It's just a matter to put himself in the right spots, you know, and and you know that all day long, you know, fuck me, he's, he's you know. Just, just on that, while you're on the subject, because you played with some fantastic players. I mean, just how good was the Nile Quinn and Kevin Phillips partnership to to play behind? Chris, I mean, I'm, I played against them with Chef Wednesday, you know, and I, I, I do know the strengths of both. If you said to me, they are much more fearless strikers I played against and with, no doubt about it, okay? No doubt about it. But they glue so well together. The understanding, you know, between them two are so nice. And how passionate Nayo, especially Nayo was for the game when he was there. And you can see sometimes he was suffering from his back, to be honest. Mm. I can see, you know, I have sometimes the big the, the big Irish in the dressing room just get these needles in the back just to make sure he can go, I don't know, for as long as he can handle it. And you know when, you know, when the, the painkillers start to move in a way, it's like, you know, but he's already warm. He just said, I'm going to stay for, for the goods now, you know. And uh, and uh, being brave to, you know, to go through pain barriers like I did as well. It's it's outstanding. It's it was a honor to play with big night, big guy in the, in the dressing room, big gentle, big gentle giant for me. Honest, 
straightforward guy, um, a lovely, a lovely, a lovely human being. Kevin, a little bit more inside, a bit more quiet. Mm. Kevin is a special kind, a bit more quiet. Absolutely a sniffer, you know, a little rat around the box. <laughs> if you're going to say me how much skillful Kevin was, I think if, I think he was enough to find his way to the goal. But his instinct was was probably the highest point in his game because he know where the ball is going to drop, and because he's a, he's explosive players as well, and the lower lower you know lower balance body balancing strong lad, his rate smashing was yeah. you know outstanding, yeah. um, and uh, for us for a smaller team. In terms of dimension, nor a supporter, regardless to when you're talking smaller, comparing to Man United, to Arsenal, to you know, to Liverpool, you know, to the big guns on, on the game, have that finisher on your side is always something, you know. And for me, it was a surprise that I never come like a big dog, you know, going for him, a big, big dog. You know, um, I know that some of the boys moving here and there. I don't. I think uh, Kevin. Uh, I, I know Gavin moved to Villa when when you know got relegated. Thomas as well. I think moved to Villa. Yeah. I don't know. I think Kevin moved to he moved to Villa as well. No, I think it was Southampton. He first moved to. Yeah. I yes. I mean, don't disrespect to Southampton, but you know, Southampton wasn't a bigger club than Sunderland. You know, not not at all. Not for me. I mean, I respect a lot of you know the English clubs, but I know I have my my idea about the football teams, you know, and the Sunderland, if you could manage to keep that, that spine together, if you can refine a new nine queen style to match with Kev, if I don't got my injured and would knock me off. And if you can manage to stay with that, that team for a little bit longer, I tell you what, I, I, I'm quite sure Sunderland will be established, established themselves on the prem, and it's gonna be difficult to to knock us knock us out of that, you know, because when I look back, if I could have the season I have at Bolton at Sunderland, we're never gonna go down, yeah. never ever, no chance. And then after that, I'm I'm still playing. I made a I made a wrong decision. I'm not gonna to lie to you to drop to the championship because of the number of the games, you know. But I'm still managed to go to Japan and play 30 games there. At good level, I'm still fit to, you know, early my early 36, and I was at 32, 31, 32 at Sunderland. I'm 31, you know, another three years at least playing at, at good level for Sunderland. Are you gonna let, leave the club in a very good state? Because the club, when when we start to hurry, Chris, in the football, we start sometimes the decisions could not could the best, and I can tell now from my experience now on this other side of the game now. As a scouting, I learned a lot on the game. I did my coaching badges and being a scout, it get me through a lot of emotions, sensations, ideas about being an insider and now being an outsider, a provider, a support provider for the, the, the technical staff to the team who's going to work the players in the pitch and make sure we can, we can get the best resources, you know, which is not easy all the time because the finances play a big time right now in decision-making, supporting to the, to, the, to, to the managers, no way screwing together. It's a funny game here to say, but I'm just, just a man what is going to Sunderland. Uh, I feel sorry 
a big, big sorry for, for the supporters first. I'm feel sorry because um, on the process we lost Peter, you know, which for me was is a great leader on his manner. He's a he's a very special person, a special guy. Big Bob was there. Sako, fucking brilliant. Love him all day long. Have big bros with Sako, you know, talking about the games and complain. You should do this. I say, Sako, come on, don't want to take me. If you're not happy, take me. You know, like, you know, Inchi, you know, Andy, Inchi as well. I mean, we are like a proper a proper family there, you know. Um, have a spell with Harold Wilkins, which was down for me, down for the club with my experience with Harold. Come at the end of that the season when he got relegated, um, Mr. Mick McCarthy, yeah. which I have all the good words to say to Mick because when he came to the club, he brought me straight the picture straight forward to me what the club were looking to do with me because of like now is 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 known about the money they have to pay to Chelsea. I didn't know the time, what's going on, but I was see myself stopping out of the first team. And unfortunately, Mr. Wilkinson doesn't have the, the face to tell me. I'm not going to say other words, just the face to tell me in my face. That's why the reason I'm not playing you. Uh, I'm not using you. Because one thing, Chris, when you injure and you come back, if the team doing well, as a football player, I respect my colleagues. Okay. But when the team was on the losing side, day after day, week after week, you and if you're working well and, and you know you deliver in the past, you're expecting to at least get a chance, you know. And a good chance is no one game. And if you're losing off, give my run. You know, I always say a football player needs a good run to get on the road again. Okay. And and I had I didn't have that chance when I come back from my injury. And the funny side. The reserve team of Sunderland was the champion on the reserve league. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, yeah. And I was playing on that team, helping a lot of some young players coming through, which was a motivation, kind of motivation for me at the time. But in terms of my desire, my aim, and my ego, I was I was in the mood, you know, I was down in the mood. But I have to take, as a professional, as a man, I have to take in a chin. Uh, I did it. I wasn't really pleased when I heard things flowing around at the time when I have to left the club. I'm not going to mention names here because I don't want to pick uh, it's a long time ago. Mm. But the, but certain people blocked my, my move to, to Glasgow Rangers. I was there. I don't know if you know that. I was in Glasgow Rangers. Everything sets up to, to go through. And then this is talk, talk highly. The, the, you know, the finances talk a bit highly. Things didn't work out, unfortunately. But I, at the end of the day, I... I still make a you know a good move to to Bolton, which was a good season, and um, I once I once I want I want left myself with the good the good image, and the good the good image is which is 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 is, is there for me with the the good games the derbies the, when when we beat Newcastle at St James the two one Queen flying when Sorensen defend that penalty yeah, I tell you what. What a, was a cup final of like the World Cup for for the boys. We are so 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 happy. At something. How did how did that come? Because you mentioned the Brazilian derbies earlier on. How how did that compare? Ah, oh, tell you what, I played the back with Jody, mm. and Jody was like Jody's a bit more quiet. There's always more like a lower profile. I was the one like <laughs> he always said to me, "Come on, Emma, you the you know you the you need to you know you're the little back, you need to you know organize shouting." 
and Mickey was busy on one side. You know, I don't know if it was Darren playing the right or was the Swiss boy, the Carter or the French. I don't remember if of Ben Haas. I'm not sure which was playing there. Or maybe Chris Megan. I think it's Chris. It was. And and it was we are solid defender there. We are solid back. And we try to talk to each other. Like me and Jody sometimes, I said, oh, come on, you know, shuffle, come on, close. He said, what? <laughs> so, because, especially because Newcastle, I think Newcastle scored first. I think, yes, they, they, I think they are winning the game. Mm-hmm. And I tell you what, we cannot talk to each other in the pitch. Was, and I was so frustrated. I said, come on. Ah, no, I cannot lose for those blocks here. No, it cannot happen here. Like, cannot be. And then we start, we start moving, you know, moving, moving towards to, to them. And uh, was outstanding the goals from, from the lads. The header from Nile was something, you know. Oh. And then when Nile, you know, brought down Al Shira in the yeah, box, yeah. come on, Nile, come on, <laughs> listen, man, come on, you know. And then it was, I can see, you know, his frustration, his face. He's just like, ah, I said, that's it. At least, at least we're not going to lose. At least we're going to draw. And then, and then Tommy pulled that safe. Fuck. And then I was jumping. He's jumping on me. I go to him. So jumping <laughs> each other. It was like, I have, a, I still have the picture on my wardrobe here. I'm, I'm lifting here up there. Like hanging in the air. And then it was, you know, fantastic, fantastic, fantastic day. Fantastic day. I do remember as well. Just after move from Chelsea, I come back to, to the bridge and we beat them 4-2 mm. at the bridge. I don't remember Chelsea losing and considered so many goals at home and we go and smash them 4-2. I remember that. Mm. And then at the end of the day, the, the, some of the Chelsea supporters was, was, you know, shouting my name and, you know, congratulations, Emerson, good, good best of luck, the tank, you know, compliments, blah, blah. But... Well, you beat yeah, them twice. Some memories. That's some memories, no? Some memories. You beat them twice because it was only about a month after you joined Sunderland. We beat them 1-0 at the Stadium of Light. And yeah. then later in the season, beat them yeah. 4-2. So yeah. you, you did the double over Chelsea after. was outstanding. Uh, you know, the good the good things is, the, is the, you know, the is the, is, is the connections, the memories. Just a, a little a little window here. I remember Marcel Desailly. We, we, we made a great great relationship there and when we, when he come to the light to the stadium he brought me um, the, 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 the the European um, champion shirt they play with the white one they, they, they give to me at the stadium flight I, I have the shirt now the, those 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 memories in football it is what you you care about you know that one this one probably my priceless gift see which is the guy look at look at who wow. is Rivaldo. Yeah, you know, those those ones is for long. I can name. I have like a proper, some proper good memories back in the day, which for me is fantastic. Uh, uh, I really enjoyed. Yeah. I do defend with all my heart the English game. Yeah. I know they have changed a lot, but it's still the passion, you know, the devotion from the supporters. I think the integrity of the of the game. Uh, is something that we never, never forgot, mm. and that is down, down to my, my characteristics as well, and this is what made me feel really proud about my, my time in England and my relationships and friendships and connections. And that's something I would tell you, Chris. People think the Germans and the English are snobbish because of you know life quality and so and so. 
and especially the English, because wherever they go, people all over the all over the place, people who speak English, make make the life a bit uh, easier for yourselves. But I have to say, uh, I found a very honest people, which are a very proud and honored. But if you go across and prove yourself, they are more than happy to cuddle you, to put your arm over the shoulder and to, to raise the person itself at the same level because of the ability, because of the intelligence, because of the integrity and because what they offer for the game or for the society. And that's, I found in England and I'm, and I'm very pleased to be part of this society for around nearly 10 years, you know? Um, I'm really enjoying, I really enjoying, I'm glad to have a chance to work for around 10, 11 years for football, English football clubs. And uh, I just left because the chance to, to work for, you know, for the Red Bull group was too good to, to deny. Um, but I'm, 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 I'm no, if I'm looking back, I, I spent a great, great, great football career. And after football career, this is scouting career with the, you know, the Panzer. When you go to the scouting meetings as well, you know, I go to everything after just finish football. I go to train the players lounge, talk to the players. You know, like I was like a, a guy which is not football anymore. I was like working for the, the football club. But, you know, the respect, the football players, which are not, my colleagues are, most of them are players I played against. You know, the Panzer, you know, the, you know, the, the, you know, the whole football atmosphere, they treat me the same way. And I, as, as long as I remember, of course, later down the line, when new players come and, you know, we get older, things change a little bit, but I had a, I had a great banter, great banter. I really enjoyed it, honestly. Well, well like you said, um, you, you, you're now a scout at uh, Red Bull Leipzig in Germany. And I, I know we're running out of time, so we'll, um, we'll, we'll just start wrapping it up. But I, I mean, if I'm honest... I hope the answer to the next question is no, um, because we've got a bunch of talented young players at Sunderland at the moment. But do you get a, ever get across to the stadium alike for a visit? No, because we, like I, like I said, we work in patches, areas, because I'm kind of like far. And because of my Latin kind of connections, okay, I do, I do scouting more Portugal, Spain. And like I said, like to before, like I, I, I actually flew a couple of times to South America and Brazil, Uruguay and Argentina, which are big markets as well. Now even more for the Premiership. <clears throat> I got a lot to Italy as well, you know, and then that probably are the most um, attached to my the football clubs looking at that for my my more, my profile, you know, because they know the knowledge to play in a tough league for, for a such long time and for, for many clubs. That knowledge to be a foreigner, a Latin foreigner to play on the Prem and maybe in the championship for one season for that long and with resilience for, for the process, people know my knowledge about the game and I know what I need to look for the other side, which is a good help towards to move to the process, you know? And I have to say, uh, I think it was, a, was been a good, a good process, a good job. Thankfully, I've never been out of the job. Always in, when I move, are the people knocking my door you know, to contact me, to find what is the chance to, to me to join the group. And uh, and that was the reason first left Everton after seven years, then 
West Ham after three, then now, like I just mentioned to you, I've been like, start my fifth season with the Rebel group, you know. Um, it's been good. It's been good. God, God, God been good to me. Yeah. The football God has been good to me. Well, if you can tell the the scouts who um, who visit England to stay away from the stadium alike, would uh, yes, I heard. I mean, I heard Sunderland. I mean, actually, I follow Sunderland um, consistently. I actually follow my ex clubs. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm still feel sorry for for Bolton with still League One. Feel sorry for Sheffield Wednesday. And last last season, I wasn't in a cross. I wasn't <laughs> in a wall because you know Sheffield Wednesday in Sunderland on. He was gonna get from. I was just like, I just like, oh, I can't, I cannot, I cannot take it. It's too much to handle. <laughs> but at the end of the day, as a winner, you know, as a winner anyway, because one of my ex football clubs is gonna get back, you know, in the championship. And I have to say, either of the three I just mentioned, probably not the respect to Wigan, which probably Wigan in terms of dimension is is, is the smallest, lovely place to play. Enjoy my time there as well, towards to the end, but. Um, Sunderland, fucking Sunderland, Sheffield Wednesday, Bolton has historically, you know, a lot of presence in the Prem, you know, even Derby. I, I spell like three months, three months at Derby. Big club. I mean, you know, the finances hurt them so badly as well. Football, unfortunately, is, is, is down to, to how well we can manage the structure, how well we can implement the process and how well, you choose the people to run your place, okay? Sunderland, for sure, have spent a big amount of money on the process, probably make some mistakes through the process, but this is something is hard to control, you know? And as, as, much, and as, as long as you keep in change, Chris, the process gets told, told and told, harder and harder. Because at the end of the day, you, you must has a control under the spine, build the surrounds and kept the people motivated, kept the supporters back and kept supporters happy and kept the support understand the club trying to move in the right direction. Okay. I'm glad to see Sunderland back and back strong. I think Sunderland right now has go down to the roots, find find a way, find a way back. And now it begins to cuddling and now start running. And I just don't get any rock, stumping rock in the middle of the, the track, you know, just to push. They, they have a fantastic away win against Reading, which is doing pretty well this season. And that 3-0, if the players don't get, and you know, and the tiptoes, uh, 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 is that's a really message to the championship, sending this back and strong and raring to, you know, to fighting for the chances to go to, you know, back in the Prem. And that's what I hope Sunderland, you know, uh, back because they deserve to be there. That's as much as I can say, you know. And, the, you know, at the end of the day, it's like I said, hope the people kept the feet in the ground, the feet in the ground. Don't get too, too excited. Yeah. Yeah. The, championship, the championship is a long and hard run. Yeah. You know, I go through with, that with Wigan uh, when you got promoted. Very tough, very tough league. Very tough physical, mental league. Probably not the most technical, but you have to be in the top of your game to play in the championship, and you have to be physically prepared to do to do that as well. I mean, fingers crossed. Sunderland got the, the right bunch of lads this season. Hope they get they, they, they avoid injuries, which is you know is a big is a big 
knock back when you got like one of your, your big boys on the on the team uh, get get like a spell sidelining with one two three months but um you know uh, looking forward to see Sunderland fighting all the way through and if you not get straight away at least you know you know I could have crack on it on the, on the playoffs let's see Brilliant. Well, uh, I mean, we've, we've gone over time and it, like I said, it would be great to see you back at the Stadium of Light, but I hope it's a social visit and not on business, as I said. <laughs> um, but, but on that note, I just want to say thank you very much for taking the time to speak to us. I thoroughly enjoyed it and it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much. It was my pleasure, Chris. Once again, um, uh, let, let, let my heart, piece of my heart back in the, in the Northeast in a red and white stripe. Okay. Uh, love, love, love to the whole Sunderland supports and you know as again I faithfully uh, faithfully supports are here from from Portugal for the Mackens thank you very much brilliant great stuff thank you very much Emerson really appreciate it and thanks again to everyone listening Uh, keep an eye out on the website at Roker Report for all the latest with the lads and check out all the usual places for the next pod that I'm sure will drop very soon but from us bye for now fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue also you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states united healthcare short-term insurance plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage for you learn more at uh1.com hey it's Paige desorbo from giggly squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to quince i'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters sleek leather jackets fine jewelry and so much more with quince being 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands and they partner with factories that prioritize safe ethical and responsible manufacturing i love that luxury quality within reach go to quince.com style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order quince.com style